0: Hello, 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 are you? It's Paul, otherwise known as Cuthbert Elchsplinter, the nervous, erratic and strange looking half-elf, with one grey and one green eye. At the demands of my terrifying grandmother I came to Diamond Lake to trade in Calamanthus. The plan was, get in, get out, go home. It was a get-rich-quick scheme. But then what happened? I've ended up heading into a spooky, long-forgotten cairn with a bunch of so-called new friends on a get-rich-even-quicker scheme. Hmm, doesn't seem to be working. So, whilst I don't have the 41 years of experience that you'll be hearing plenty about again and again from Johnny, I do know that if you're interested in seeing a fabulous map of our exploits, hand-drawn no less by that, well, cowardly weasel Grimbold Flange, You can find it on our website, www.bluwinghilltop.com. And finally, if you are enjoying listening to the podcast, and we really do hope you are, both of you, then please subscribe and do all the likes and good comment things all over Apple Podcasts, or however you are listening to it. And also, tell all your Geekoid friends to listen as well. That'd be great. So, without further ado, I'm delighted to offer you Episode 2, I Can Sing a Rainbow 2.
1: Good evening. Hello. Good evening, everyone. Let's play some DD. I'm joined by Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello. And you're running a character called Burple
2: Herbish? He's a bard. Uh, he's got weird white eyes because he's an Azimol, which is the celestial descendant. He's wearing, uh, he's carrying a long sword and uh, some armor, leather armor.
1: All he can afford. And I'm joined yep. by Graham. Hi. And you're running Sessions Epa. I'm running Sessions
3: Epa, the Halfling Cleric. Of the trickster god misfortune Sessions can be seen regularly Rolling his uh, holy symbol Between his fingers It's a gold coin He's a sometime gambler um, And cleric
1: And also with us we have Johnny The experienced Johnny again
4: Hi there, I am running Grimbold Flange Which is a halfling sorcerer He's short, bold He's got bushy eyebrows that Wiggle up and down and Slightly shifty, shifty eyes He's got two daggers strapped to his chest and he's wearing sort of sorcery type robes he looks a bit grubby and uh, a bit shifty yeah
1: okay we're also joined by lucas hi lucas hi so i'm running parker he's a half-orc monk and he also has very bushy eyebrows and finally we've got uh, paul hi paul hello and who are you running I'd running
0: Cuthbert, who's a fighter, half-health fighter. He carries a rapier in one hand, a short sword in the other, and he's got extraordinarily bushy eyebrows.
4: What sort of armour yeah. is he wearing? He's got studded leather. So he's not a front of front of no. a person fighter, is he? Yeah. Well, just, just confirming, just confirming. He's going to go at the front, that's all. No, you were going at the front. We agreed last time.
1: Yeah, I think we did agree that you were going at the front all the time, Johnny. Grimbold, the front yep. lane. I think Grimbold is basically a character in search of a bodyguard, isn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Just craven (laughs) coward. Right. Where we left things last time was that you had pushed your way in to somewhere called the Whispering Cairn, which is an abandoned tomb up in the hills above the Town of Diamond Lake. You'd found a series of intersections running across, uh, not found very much early on. A little later on in a second intersection, you found a strange damaged apparatus that looked like it almost could have been a broken mirror or a broken picture or something, and on it were some glyphs, which you associated, after sort of rummaging in your memories, with the elemental plane of air. And you thought that some other glyphs on that apparatus were to do with transportation and conjuration, maybe teleportation, which is something that you guys have got no experience of, but you you know exists. You pushed on a little further, and you disturbed a little pack of wolves, and had a quick battle with them. dispatched them, although Parker the Monk, got himself into a terrible sticky situation and is now currently lying on the ground in this in this chamber dead walls all around him and Sesha's Epa has stabilised him with a, with a piece of magic, is that right? Yes. And as you've, the chamber that you're standing in, you've got a section going off to your right, that is to the east, and that section has collapsed with rubble. There's a gap in that rubble and that's where the walls came from. You've got a section running off to your left, which is shrouded in darkness. Although you do get the sense that there may be a short flight of steps just, just as yeah. the edge of your vision. And then, the, and then the passageway continues. And then going straight north, the chamber ends in a, a kind of cluster of spiderwebs. webs, and lit clearly from some distance past by a flickering green light. And I think what you've noticed is that those spider webs may be crawling loads and loads of tiny little spiders. Johnny, so we're clear, you're the frontline fighter.
4: No, I'm not. Come <laughs> on. You're a fighter. Hang on, but you, you say you've got daggers and everything. You sound like a fighter. Yeah, daggers. Do you think daggers are going to hold back monsters? No. I have no experience of monsters. It's not, it's not about
2: that, Johnny. It's about you bringing your full 41 years of experience to bear. Well, that's why you need to keep me alive. Basically. To keep the party alive for the good of us novices.
0: Yeah, 41 years of experience... He wants to hand over to the readers of the podcast <laughs> the readers. Yeah,
4: yeah, all right. You know, I'm not used
2: to technology. No, obviously. Well, you are very old. Been playing this game for 41 years. True. Computers must be real real struggle.
0: I just want to establish Johnny, what are your chosen spells?
4: Uh, never mind. Shield, bay Armor, expeditious retreat. No. <laughs> I'm chosen different spells than I usually do. Featherfall mirror image ones that I've never played <laughs>
0: before. what was the one you did last week magic orb or something chromatic orb yeah did quite a bit of
1: damage magic orb I've not written in any book chromatic orb of defense <laughs> stone igloo invulnerability <laughs> so as a group that's what I'm saying you've got to decide what to do you can keep yeah, exploring I'm out of but spells
2: got to, so it might probably... be worth taking a, a long rest
1: so you could either take, <laughs> take a, a rest and fight, fight. <laughs> well no but in your first level you could take a short rest or a long what? rest here or there is a little shack quite near the entrance to the cairn, which could be a good kind of place to, to
0: hold up. Either way. hold up <laughs> hold up. Sorry. This is brilliant. We've been in about twenty okay. yards. Yeah, <laughs> four minutes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out to get, well out again.
3: Know. Well why don't we heal first level for you? Parker and explore a bit more.
2: I've got medicine minus one. Uh, I've got cure wounds. Oh ah. well
1: there we are then. So, so why I, don't
3: we do that? I will do that on Parker. I will wander up, place my Holy symbol on his forehead. Yeah. Say the um, the magic words and revive him.
1: Okay. Thank you. Then. So, how much does that heal? right Uh,
3: one d8 plus your spell. One uh, d8 plus two.
4: Lovely. Who was to roll that? Can you roll it? I got chastised by Dan last week. Yeah, for rolling low. True. Yeah. So, giving up responsibility. Ten. Well there you go. You see, that's maximum how you do it. power. That's how there you, do it. you go. Thank
1: you very much. Parker's very much back in the game. So what do you want to do, guys? We'll go round purple. So you're faced with straight to the north. You've got this, uh, this cluster of spiderwebs with clearly some light further on behind it. Yeah. To your left or to the west, you've got the darkened passageway. You think there may be some s- a slight rise of steps leading up into it in the, in the gloom. And then you've got the collapsed corridor to your right or off to the east. And that has got a little aperture in it, which is where the wolves came from i'm kind of thinking that's the
2: place to go my hope is that the effectively the wolves all came out and in there they might have sort of taken some uh some things in there with them and might give me a perception check in
1: there in fact everybody can give me a perception check
2: a perception check
1: right
2: do that Find 14.
1: 22 okay also 22. well those are some good numbers i don't think we need to hear any more. The 14 is enough for you to be relatively confident that you can't hear any sound, any growling or padding about of anything uh, further okay. into the rubble. Okay, i that The 22, so that is Parker and Sessions. When you stand quietly listening out, listening really for the sounds of any more potential wolves or danger, what you notice is that the whispering sound, the sibilance that's been accompanying you all the way through the complex so far, it's taken on a slightly different note. Almost sounds like words in there. They seem to repeat. There's only sort of three or four different words. You don't know what they are. It's words in a language you're not familiar with. Comprehend languages, anyone? I think that's unlikely, but anybody's got
4: anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I use one of my, my spells to pick comprehend languages, sure. No, you wouldn't take anything useful everywhere. I speak Halfling in common.
1: This is a language that you're, I'm pretty certain that none of you. Have it. anybody got any weird languages? Why don't we try that? I might do. Okay, yes, of course, you're an Asimar. You never know.
2: Yeah,
4: I can't remember where they are though. I've got Traconic. common, elvish, ignan, and orc.
1: Do you know what, Parker? Um... Celestial. I speak celestial and common. Yes. yes. Parker, give me a give me a, an intelligence check, but you can use your proficiency bonus. My proficiency bonus. Bit of nerdage. You roll your d20. You add your intelligence bonus, and you add a plus two, which is your Blanket proficiency bonus at first level. About a seven, a seven in total. <laughs> yes. Okay, you something something is familiar about the nature of the language that these words are being kind of whispered in. No more than that. Something slightly familiar, slightly related. You're not sure, right? What next? What about Grimbald? What's Grimbald up to? Sorry, what did you say? There was a passage to the north. Yeah. So you've been heading north. And the passage that you've been heading up ends in an archway which is completely draped from top to bottom in translucent cobwebs. And then lit up green by some kind of illumination which seems to be far off in the distance, a sort of flickery illumination. Right well, I'll move
4: towards the archway. And the cobwebs are crawling with tiny little spiders. All right, well, I'll just just—I'll um, go up to the cobwebs and take my crowbar out and wave them around to get them out, to break the webs. And I've got a light spin on a pebble, by the way
1: so you're holding a light spell and a pebble in one hand you've got a crowbar in the other hand and you're using the crowbar to
4: then clear that away the Roman webs neck. okay yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay and the crowbar is using that to clear away the webs yep
4: yeah. Uh, yeah I mean they're really sticky you think make it give me a perception check so my minus one plus this roll a three brilliant barely
1: know you're alive yeah the spiders seem to be scattering all across the webs as you start breaking them up you reckon it's going to take you a round or two to really make a dent in them what about while Grimbold is slashing away at these cobwebs, does anybody else want to go anywhere, do anything?
2: Yeah, I wanted to stick my head through the, the hole where the wolves came out.
1: And you're using your dark vision. Yeah. What you can see is that the little aperture in the rubble. It stands for maybe 10 feet and then it seems to open out and you can smell wet fur. You can smell what you now realise must be wolf shit. When you say it opens out, I can see, what, 60 feet? It ends about 15 to 20 feet past the end of the aperture, so you've got about 10 foot of rubble with a gap through it and then you would have got about another 15-20 feet of, of space at the end and then it looks like it closes off.
2: Hey, so it looks like some kind of chamber.
1: Yes, and you can make out some sort of dark shapes on the, non not moving, but you can make out some sort of dark shapes and kind of profiles on the floor. Yeah. You could squeeze through there. You wouldn't have to go on all fours. Oh, I wouldn't. wouldn't? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's, it's not so low.
2: Uh-huh. You, you have to sort of steep. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I would to go in and, and investigate.
1: Everybody happy for to, to hang back while the purple herpish does that? Well, I might follow him in. Okay, so you follow him in. Well, what you can see yeah, on the I'll other... I'll follow point. in afterwards as well. Okay, well, it starts to get, get quite crowded. Oh, you mean it's like a lair? It's like a little lair. It's obviously that a little space left by the collapse of this of this tunnel has produced the perfect lair for these wolves to live in. And it's the smell is really rank. There are irregular piles lying around. Bones, bone fragments. You'd think mostly animal bones, but there might be occasional humanoid bone in there as well. Can kind
2: of have, I have a sort of gentle sift through with the points of my sword?
1: Yeah, give me a give me a perception check. Or if i an investigate check. An
2: investigate check, yeah, I'm great at that.
1: Sixteen. Can I offer him some advice from the door? Yeah, what advice do you want to offer? I, I'll direct him. Well, okay. Can I assist great. him? You don't need to, because the sixteen is very good. Yeah. You find a couple of things purple. The first thing that you find is sort of half buried under a pile of a bones you think they might? these might be humanoid bones there's a bag and sort of poking out of that bag it looks like you found an elaborate lantern Damn. what light source have you got because you've got your dark vision which means that your colour sense is not perfect is anybody coming up behind you with a light spell or something I have a torch
2: I can do a light spell at will
1: I thought you had a light spell but I you did had...
2: I had it on a pebble so yeah
1: so that's fine it's an elaborate lantern it's made out of an indigo coloured metal inset with indigo glass panes
2: very specific
1: but the other thing that you notice is with your decent roll it's so on the opposite side of the room, you catch a little glint in the light and you see something that looks like a kind of an armband, like a bracer, but not a heavy piece of metal, like a light, filigreed, delicate piece of metal that looks like an armband.
2: Okay, grab those. Uh, put okay. them in
1: run away. <laughs> Make a, give me a, uh, give me an intelligence Hide them check. on my
2: body. No, intelligence. 16.
1: Sixty, you think that this little piece of metal, this little armband, it's got a repeating and a leaf motif around it. You reckon it's worth probably a little bit of money, and you think it's elven.
2: Okay, well, I'll I'll hide it. Uh, No, I won't. Um, So I'll I'll bring them out. I'll say, look, I found these things.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Can we knowledge check this leafy, elfy thing? I'm half elf. Is there
1: anything I can... Well, give me a a go. Give me knowledge history or something like
0: that. Uh, uh, Yeah, I've got a knowledge history of minus one. Okay, well, give it a shot. Let's see what I get. I like
1: an eleven. Yeah, you don't, you can't attach any significance to it specifically. But you just think it's a nice little piece of elven jewelry. Doesn't appear to be. It's not glowing. It's not obviously magical or enchanted. Now, in the meantime, but worth the trip. Worth the trip. Grimbold. I mean, bearing in mind that you guys are all pretty d- desperate, young kind of people. <laughs> you think it's it's probably as much money as you've held in your in your hand for a while. The value of it. In the meantime, Grimbold has been left behind with Parker and Grimbold has been cutting his way through the cobwebs, right? Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going too far
4: into the cobwebs.
1: A couple of rounds are sweeping away and you've cleared a bit of a of an aperture. And What you can see, Grimbold, is that there's a, you've opened up uh, a flight of stairs that heads down and uh, away from you. The stairs are about 20 foot wide, so they're a continuation of the corridor that you've been going up to the north, and they run for about 20, 30 feet. Further and heading down, and you can see that they then bottom out at what looks like the opening to some kind of chamber. But obviously, it's very dark down there; you can't see very much. You get the sense that just from the movement of air, the echo of the sounds of like your, your crowbar or your voice, that it's a it's a larger chamber. And give me another perception check, another dreadful
4: grumble. Dreadful check. we'll get them all out of the way. Yeah, let's do it. It's minus a minus one. Whatever I roll here, oh two.
1: Okay, you you suddenly can't see anything or hear anything.
4: No. Yeah. Trip <laughs> the Fall down the
1: stairs. Fall down the stairs. <laughs> but you do so so silently that nobody knows that you've done it. And The webs close behind you. Now what? Grimbold has opened up a staircase headed to the north through the webs. Uh, oh, and Grimbold, you can see that clearly this, this kind of shimmering green light, that's where this is coming from. You can't see the source of the light, but you can see that it's clearly coming from this chamber straight ahead of you. And then you've got the other way. You've got the way opposite to the rubble, which is the sort of darkened corridor. Oh, well, the other guy's going to come back out. I mean, you guys are all excited. I'm going.
4: Hey, right there's some stairs over here, guys.
0: Okay, is that what you sound like? Is that what you sound like? <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> yes,
0: guys, yes, yes stairs. Yes, some stairs. Yes, stairs. Yes, okay. Yes,
4: yes. There's stairs over here, guys. I'm being not very <laughs> experienced. I mean, I am experienced with Grimbold, isn't it? So, right. <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> He's just calling Um. out, he's calling out, not realising, you know, it's probably not a very good idea to do. Okay, guys, this way. Judy, what are you going to do when he gets to the second level and he outstrips your intelligence? You're in the point. Actually, it's a quandary. Yes, it's not the brightest. I mean, you know, I had to max out a few things.
1: Maybe we could get, uh, if we ever get a listener to this, we could get them to write in with what you should be doing a kind of brain's okay. trust not in
0: Grimbold be, that'd be an indirect way of William telling Johnny what to do <laughs> yeah for
2: the listeners William <laughs> is Johnny's son yeah yeah <laughs> well, well
0: that the
1: irony is that William will be the listener I mean legally he's Johnny's son on to the other way anybody want to have a look down the other way yeah well, I want to I mean, have, you have you a look have down the other it's way it's just a dark pressure yeah. right. yeah. you can chuck the
2: light pebble purple now. will chuck the light pebble down there good plan purple the, yeah, Mr. GM friend guide storyteller
1: Friend, guide, storyteller. Yeah. Purple herpes. And with Dr. Marsh, we'll show you a friend of the storyteller. I'm Charlie. you have many wonderful stories in this shitty apartment. Okay, so you chuck your light pebble down and your earlier estimation was correct. There is a little flight of stairs and it looks like it's symmetrical. So the area with the collapsed rubble in it where the walls were and the area that you're looking down now opposite it are symmetrical. So you're looking at the same thing. Maybe this area is not collapsed. On well, the last 10, 15, 20 feet of it, it's a raised platform with a couple of steps leading up to it. Let me describe what you can see. So it's a dais, everybody's favourite word to pronounce, and it spans the whole of the back half of that western wing and what you see revealed in the light of your light spell, is that on the southern, western, and northern walls, so as it were, in a kind of hemicircle, semi- there's such a thing as a hemicircle, semicircle rounding off the end of this passageway there's a fresco looks like a a faded fresco of well, difficult to see the details from where
4: no, you are. Okay, so I, I will
2: descend, descend the stairs. Where we? I
1: ascend the stairs. Oh, I ascend. Right, sorry, I
4: hadn't realised. Yeah, we need we need the um, we need the sorcerer at the front. Yeah, Funnily enough, I am at the front.
1: Yeah, just a question of definition. The front. Well, yeah. yeah, the sorcerer doesn't know where he is. He just rolled a minus <laughs> one for perception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: lying in a pool of blood at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs. Yeah, doing, okay. Trip to Rusteck. Everyone
1: else any?
2: heads the other way? Anybody venturing up towards the Fresco? Yeah, Just, I'm just going, going to
1: go up Stealthy.
0: Up I'm going to go up there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, is are you to, be actively trying to be stealthy?
1: And is purple. Fifteen for
0: my stealth check.
1: Fifteen is fine. Okay. Yeah. Right. Purple.
2: Uh, that is. Am I still rolling at advantage, Graham? Yeah, I haven't given it to anyone else, so you still
1: have the blessing of
2: misfortune. That is a 14.
1: It's not disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Up you galumph onto this platform. Now you can see what the fresco is. The illusion is given when you stand on the, on the platform that you're in a massive room with seven short hallways radiating outwards from a central point. So painted in perspective to the vanishing point. Yeah. At the end of each of the these little passageways, there's a chain that is drawn dangling from the ceiling and the end of each hallway and each chain is a gleaming coloured lantern right and the lanterns are coloured clockwise starting on your left red orange yellow green blue indigo and violet got it so and we have an indigo lantern we do you have an indigo lantern and now you have a picture of a passageway with an indigo lantern at the end we have a green
2: light coming from another place that we haven't seen so we've probably got two
1: Yeah, the flickering green light is coming up from where Grimbold's over there. Doing anything with his lantern? Not yet. It's pretty big. It's about it's probably about two feet tall and about a foot wide. And it's got a loop at the top that would take a take a hook.
2: Just for clarity, each room
1: has a chain Mm -hmm.
2: hanging from the ceiling on which is drawn lantern.
1: Yeah, drawn. So you're looking at a perspective painting, drawn off to the vanishing point, or quite to the vanishing point, obviously drawn in perspective there's the illusion of a passageway leading away from you and at the end of that passageway in the painting there's a dangling chain with a lantern on it
2: and that dangling chain
1: picture of a chain there isn't there isn't currently
2: a chain or there is i look at the ceiling is there a a hook or no
1: no otherwise it's feature so you just got the platform Mm. Uh, it's clearly deliberately designed so that you stand in the center of the platform and have given this perspective but there's nothing else apparently it's like a map okay
2: well it's a uh, connect the set so so let, i think we go and investigate the think right.
1: next somebody make an Fair investigation enough. check on the lantern really? they're inspecting it 10. 10 is perfectly fine you find after a quick inspection that within the lantern yeah. there is a little bracket where one could easily place a candle or a torch or something similar so you've seen this fresco you're presented with a staircase heading north down and north into this seems to be a larger chamber what do you want to do? Let's start with the personal unseen, and that is gr- the brave and intrepid Grimbold.
4: Grimbold at the front of the party, leading the way as usual. Right, well i let's head just down see how long that lasts. Okay. I'm going uh, cautiously. Mm-hmm. Stealthily. I'm actually quite stealthy as a as a halfling. I'm gonna get plus three my bad. stealth. A as
0: wide as he is tall.
4: I've got a halfling nimbleness. No, naturally stealthy, which means you can hide even when you're obscured only by a creature that is one size larger than you that's pretty much
1: the foundation of your defense strategy yeah, that's why he
2: doesn't have to have a shield and rage on
1: that's why he adventures <laughs> with other people <laughs> and I'm rolling,
4: and I roll a 10
2: that's why he was asking about ten. the fighter
4: The gentleman's 10 that's not the end of the world um, gentleman's 10 and I don't have any armor or anything I'm uh, padding down the stairs
1: your 9 spell gives you about 20 foot of bright illumination and another 20, and 20 foot of foot dim yeah okay yeah. Oh, give me another perception
4: check. A zero. I really
1: <laughs> okay. do trip over. You don't uh, pick it. anything up with your hopeless perception check. The guys, the rest of you, are all standing, I presume, at the top of the stairs, watching Grimbold pad his way down. Yep. Does anyone want to join in? I'll pad down yeah, he Right behind him. <laughs> and I'm going behind Cuthbert. That still generally paid off, didn't it, Grimbold? Yeah. Get down here, guys. Something down the stairs. Down this way, guys. What yeah. you found yourself at the bottom of the stairs, you're in, in a larger chamber. Now, this chamber is about and 100 foot across, so you can't see all that much. People with dark vision can see the kind of main body of it, and it looks like you're standing in a almost like a diamond-shaped chamber. You're at one of the tips of the diamond, and the northern far side of the room is another tip of the diamond, and then you've got two tips to the east and west. And it, the southern entrance to the room, where the stairs are, that's you. On the far side, you can see where this green glow is coming from. because There's a little passageway that you can see quite clearly by the light at the end of it. And at the end of that passageway, there is a chain dangling and there is a lantern, a green lantern, that looks just like the indigo lantern that you have. And it's Uh flickering away. Now, that light is enough to illuminate that, that little passageway that's opposite you. And it's just enough for you to make out that there are seven passageways in total, including the one opposite. So, running clockwise, there's one back and to your left, there's one straight to the west, there's one heading up to the northwest, one heading north, one northeast, one east, and then one going back down behind you to your right. So it looks like you've entered into a chamber that resembles very closely the fresco that you were just looking at. Got it. The other thing that you can see, unlike the room of the fresco, you've got the seven short tunnels that branch of room in all directions. They're about 30 foot long, and the walls at the ends are rounded. There are countless chips of glass and shiny metal inset into the chamber's dome ceiling. And they reflect the light that you've got and the light from the green lantern, giving the impression of kind of starlight and falling snow. And the dome starts doming in after about one foot off the ground. And you think that when well, you can hold your light pebble up with your torch up, think that the dome reaches an apex to about 30 feet over the center of the chamber. And underneath the peak of the dome, There's another dais, and it's holding what appears to be a marble sarcophagus. On that sarcophagus, there is a white, bas-relief figure. Maybe a human? It's a bit, it's, I mean, it's outsized. It rests passively upon the lid. Uh, Somebody make a perception check. Certainly. 16. Okay, you notice something at last, Grimbald. Something that's been eluding you thus far, and that is in this chamber. This chamber is completely silent. There's no more... Weird whispering, no more weird sibilance or strange words carried in the air.
4: Is it magical silence? I mean, can I hear my foot tapping on the ground?
1: Yeah, you can. It's it's just a it's an absence of the noise that you've become accustomed to.
4: How do I get up to the sarcophagus?
1: Well, you can walk up to it. I mean, it's sitting on a dais. It's turned so that it's it's side on to you. Yep.
4: All right. Well, I head over okay. to the dais. Is anybody coming?
1: The head is pointing to the west. The feet are pointing to the east. That's significant. Okay, we're, we will. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens to Johnny.
4: We'll, we'll observe him. Hang on a minute. Oh, they're, they're following. They're following. Place behind? Four they're of you are loitering at the distance. bottom of the stairs.
1: Is that fair yes. right to say? Yes.
4: Groom. Uh, yes. Grimbold is padding his way up to the
1: sarcophagus.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm going quietly. I'm with my nimbleness. Okay. So I'm rolling. Uh, I rolled a eleven. It's not bad. So when he
2: gets to the end, I'll shout. So what
1: do you see? Oh, it's nothing. The uh, figure. On the sarcophagus is wearing a simple garment, flowing cloth. You don't know why, but the general kind of aesthetic of it is ancient. You feel like you're looking at a figure carved by an older civilization. First glance, human, but unless it's a kind of deliberate statement by the sculptor, it's larger than a human. All like seven foot tall, indeterminate sex. That immediately makes you think of Tonge, Eye of Wisdom, one of the great gods of your world, but you don't think that this is a direct reference to that the figure's arms and hands rest at its side the left hand is curled upon itself in a fist but the right is placed palm up with the thumb turned in and all with the index finger held parallel to the arm but the index figure looks like it's broken off there's a scarab like oh. amulet around its neck in the carving and it's inscribed with a glyph a glyph that resembles the glyph that you saw on the platform in front of what you thought was maybe a broken mirror a little earlier on. Looks like it's of the same aesthetic, the same style, but it's a different glyph. Give me an intelligence arcala check. 11. You think like before that it is somehow related to the elemental plane of air. You think that the glyph means a name it refers to an individual and you can therefore infer that the glyph that you saw before was also a name glyph referring to a different individual.
3: I think I'm going to Pad up to where um, Grimbolt is, Uh-huh. if I may. Yes, I assume he's relaying the detail. I, have a look for the missing digit.
1: There's no sign of anything. Not, not, not with a quick I'm glance going around. To, go up to where the lantern a bit
3: a is. More detailed glance around,
1: Mike. Right. Okay, so just running around the table quickly. grimbolt has been having checking out this sculpture. Session Zepa, you're going to have a bit of a proper look around, looking for this missing finger. Correct. Okay, give, give me a uh, perception check. Seven. Mm, you don't see anything now Parker what we, what, what is it that you wanted to do I want to go and inspect the lantern the green lantern okay um yes what can I tell you about that so you're bit better... of is that at the entrance to the to the passageway going off or is it further down the passageway it's at the far end of the passageway Ah, so right. the, pa- the passageway extends about 30 feet away from the main body to the end of the room and ends with the nice neat curve and the uh, the lantern is hanging there neatly centered in that curve I'm going to say that you've walked up I don't want to speculate about how far or how bold you're going to be but I'm saying you've walked round the sarcophagus into the sort of second quadrant of the room as it were the far quadrant of the room and you're now looking yes. down this passageway the passageway extends 30 feet At the end of that passageway the lantern is hanging there right okay so 30 feet is quite a way off we don't want to start splitting ourselves up give me a perception check god an 8 Terrible. Well, eight's not the end of the world, actually. What you could tell with your eight is that the chain that's suspending the lantern, when you follow it up with your gaze, it disappears off where you can't see. Yeah? So it's not... Sort of like off up into the ceiling. Yes, almost as if at the far end of the passage, the ceiling is higher than in the main body of the passage. Right. Sorry, I I may have missed this. Is the lantern lit? Yes, it's flickering. So what Grimbald and Sessions notice? is that the platform that the sarcophagus sits on is carved in the shape of a sort of stylized arrow and the tip is aligned with the head of the figure and the feet of the figure there's a clearly carved kind of almost like an arrow like an arrow shaft or like feathers the feathers yeah and this, therefore this arrow and the head of the figure are pointing directly west into a passageway which is not illuminated that you would speculate would be if you're you have to write about the sequence, would be the Orange Lantern Passageway. The one that would bear an orange lantern if it was the same as the fresco that you've seen before.
3: I'm going to make a point of jotting down the um, sequence as we perceive it, and also the the inscription, if I can.
1: Yeah, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to put you on a map. Okay, so then you should be able to see... Oh, hello. Oh, uh, yeah. We could just allocate people a little bit. We know that grumbold is up at sarcophagus, and Sessions is with him. And we know that slightly beyond that, Parker has pushed his way further into the room, and is looking up to the north. And you can see the green—you can see the green lantern. Yep. Yeah? <laughs> Everybody happy with what you can see? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do next? Let's pick up with—I have a question. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. So when you described to me the corridor with the lantern, mm-hmm. you said it went off round the corner. No, no, no. I said that it had a rounded end. Oh, wow. You're saying it, blind, it is it? exactly as you see it on the map. But the area around the lantern, the ceiling is supposedly higher than the ceiling of the alcove going into the... Yes, you speculate that that's the case because you can't see the top of the chain. You can't see where it's anchored to the ceiling. I understand. Now, what about Cuthbert and Burble Herpish? They're still standing at the foot of the stairs. Do they want to do anything? Could I just say that
0: Cuthbert is frankly shitting himself Okay. I mean, he's come from the town. He's looking for some wealth. He's never done this kind of thing before, and all of a sudden, he's underground in a, some kind of tomb with weird lights. So, but I mean, it was him. It was
1: he in, in in some ways that instigated this whole thing because it was he who learned about these other these other explorers who are in the in the region looking for this place. So, is he sort of slightly regretting? I
0: don't think he's regretting, it but I don't think he'd, he he anticipated it being quite so scary. But yeah. And he's also only really just really, just met these people. Yeah. So it's not as if we've got a kind of a, a band of friends. You know, he, he arrived yesterday or the day before, and then all of a sudden, here we are.
4: Is this your storyline, that you've gone from this chirpy,
1: no, see, gung-ho, yeah, let's go off and get some treasure, and yeah, then it, it,
0: Yeah, it's a bit like that. It, it's all a bit mouse and no trousers, isn't it? It's kind of, it all sounds great and fun, but when you're actually down there and it's all a bit, oh my god what's going to happen we've already been attacked by wolves. so anyway uh i think what he's going to do because he is as scared of being left at the back as he is being at the front i suppose what he wants to do is he wants to go and take a closer look at the dais and this this
1: whole sculptural thing that's on the dais he wanders up I'm going to search around
2: the bottom of the stairs, Mike. I'm going to spend a bit of time searching around. Yeah, and then these bits of wall um, just sort of on the side of that. going to purple entranceway.
0: pretending to do some searching when, in fact, he's just cowardly sitting at the back. <laughs> and this is a sarcophagus, isn't it? That um, this sculpture is on.
1: Yes, there's a sarcophagus. The bas relief sculpture is, as it were, built into the top of it. And then the whole yeah. sits upon this circular dais, but there's a stylized arrow with the feathers of the arrow pointing. Yeah, directly west and the tip of the arrow pointing directly east now you're all standing in the centre of this room you've all got light sources so I think I can give you a bit of a kind of precy of what you can see down each of these uh, passageways yeah that was actually going to be my next question because I've actually walked past the sarcophagus so I shouldn't be able to see seen down that one yeah yeah, absolutely let's go round clockwise. we've got uh, Burpa by the way would you like to make a few perception checks give me like two or three please
2: uh, Okie first one is a four, Anything? second one is a 17, third one is a 12, and the fourth one is a five. So, cracking, rules. you think you've been
1: diligent, but ultimately, there's nothing not, there. You don't, okay. you don't get to say nothing not to be found. Now, okay. anybody who looks down that first passageway running clockwise around the room from the stairs, which is the one that you would expect to be read according to your understanding, you can see. There is no lantern. You can see a chain, but you can't see a lantern. Hey. And then, looking down the passageway that the arrow and the, the sarcophagus, the, the figure's head is supposedly pointing down, you can see a short passageway. That's the one that you would have thought would be orange. And there is, in fact, an orange lantern hanging from a chain, but it is unlit. Yeah. Carrying on round, the yellow passageway also has a lantern, also unlit. Straight ahead you have the green lantern which is already lit. Up to the northeast you have what you would expect to be a blue lantern. There is, in fact, a lantern in there, but there's something else. Give me a perception check. This is really Parker who's had a proper look. Ooh, nice, twenty one. You think you can make out dimly beneath the lantern on the floor at the end of that passageway, you could see what looks like a skeleton, a humanoid skeleton. And then penultimately Looking straight off to the west, you have the passageway that you'd expect there to be an indigo lantern in, and unsurprisingly, there is no lantern. And then the final spur out of the room, the one that runs at five o'clock, heads southeast, there is a violet lantern at the end of that little passageway, hanging from its chain. From my perspective,
0: my scared, trembling perspective, we need to find the red lantern, because then we've got all the lanterns and obviously we light them.
1: Does the
2: central uh, plinth rotate?
1: That's
0: a very good question.
1: Your sense is that you, well, you can see, I don't think I need to make you make make a roll, when that idea occurs to you and you inspect more closely, you can see that indeed the, the way that the dais is constructed, there does seem to be a little hairline, runnel or crack running around it. Okay. That might reinforce your guess, yeah. Okay, so we light
2: all the lanterns, all of the colours make white. The statue in the middle is white. And then point it somewhere, I'm guessing. So the red one... I guess we have to search the other passageways knowing <laughs> that they're dangerous. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to grab a handful of pebbles. Yeah? Yeah. Systematically go round, chuck a pebble down
1: each one with a light spell on them. There's not much more to be gleaned. They all, The pebbles behave as you would expect. They skitter down these little passages and uh, rattle around at the end. What you notice a couple of things. One is that beneath each lantern, be that lantern present or absent, there is a circular bowl-shaped depression neatly symmetrical with where the lantern is hanging. It's about four or five feet across, something like that. Uh, it's a very shallow bowl-shaped thing. It's not like a... could no more than a couple of inches deep at its zenith. The pebble you skitter down the blue chamber, you can see that the, the skeleton that's lying there underneath the lantern looks like it's been subject to some kind of Falling or crushing trawler. Now let's go back to sessions.
3: I'm going to have a look at how easy it might be to uh, to move the um, the Scophagus Dias arrowy thing. So I'm going to give it a go at pushing it.
1: You're going to give it a push. Which way do you want to push it? You can try and push it clockwise or anti
3: clockwise. I want to push it clockwise. So I want to push it so that it points towards the green arrow if I can using my. Uh,
1: okay. Well, you find that it's actually relatively easy to do. It, it clicks rather satisfyingly as you move it. And it turns around, click, 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 click. And when you uh, line it up with the, the yellow passageway, it kind of clicks into place quite a satisfying way. Now, when you do that, when the dais clicks into place, it sort of naturally kind of clicks snugly into a position pointing up the passageway with the yellow uh, lantern, you start to feel a kind of rumbling Beneath your feet. Does anybody want to do anything immediately? Yes, I think
2: I might just edge my way back to the exit. Okay, so
1: Purple Herpish uh, immediately starts pegging it back no, 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 the stairs. No, no, no. Just, uh,
2: just a sort of sidling Saundering. kind of going. Um, what this is, but perhaps I should be closer to a way Moon out.
1: Has the indigo lantern? I do. Yeah. Why do you ask? Go on, go on, quickly, guys. You can have a you can have a quick conversation as you as you just know what to do. But just immediately, when the rumbling starts under your feet, Purple heads for the stairs. Anybody else doing anything? Can we have a sense of where the rumbling? A directional. Make perception check, please. Eleven. Oh, I think I will try that. As well, Mike. Yep. Yeah, give it a go. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Your sense is that the the rumbling is directly beneath your feet, but the concentration of it is towards and around the yellow passageway. That's all you get. Right, I'm going to tell you what happens. Uh, I'm going to assume, therefore, that people are where they said they are, which means that Parker is in the second part of the room, Grimbold, Cuthbert, and... Parker's going to get stuffed the Parker Grimbold, Grimbold <laughs> Sessions, and Cuthbert are standing at the dais, and Burble Herbish is standing at the foot of the stairs. Uh, something rises from the floor at the end of the yellow uh, tunnel. The circular stone that I mentioned, the circular little kind of depression area that sits underneath the uh, lantern, uh, rises eight feet into the air, not quite hitting the lantern. And underneath it, that stone cat, it turns out to be a stone cat, there is a uh, five foot diameter metal cylinder that rises from the ground itself. And a second after it comes to a rest, two thin doors slide open in the side of the cylinder ...revealing a small, empty chamber. What do you want to do? Excellent. Ah. Uh, 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 it's like a lift. It looks like uh, a lift. How, how big is it? Five foot. How many people could get inside? That's the killer question, isn't yes, it? Yes, is. so, that's why I asked it. Purple. You reckon a medium-sized creature... ...it would fit one snugly, but it would fit yeah, one? Yeah, Parker's questions. You reckon it would fit a couple of small creatures... ...so a couple of halflings... ...or one human or elf or half-orc. Uh, you reckon a large creature might be able to just cram itself in in a kind of slightly undignified way okay well i will move to up to the beginning of the alcove the yellow alcove passageway okay you're peering down peer
4: down and see if i can see anything more from that point
1: no new details no no new details nope there's just a there is a metal eight foot cylinder looks like a kind of weird I don't know, elevator or something with the two so doors I will away. move halfway up.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, just want to clarify, Mike. These lanterns. We have the indigo one, and you say there's a sort of there's an aperture to open something, and there's a sort of piece in the middle to hold what a candle?
1: Yeah, something like
2: that. And the green one looks like it's it's got a candle flame inside it.
1: It's flickering away like a torch flame or a candle flame is flickering away inside it. That's right.
4: Um, anyone got any candles? <laughs> I've got some. T- I've got torches. We just break a candle in half.
2: Well, we'll have to break it into six, wouldn't we? Or seven?
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't have any.
4: Hold on, don't we get standard adventurers? Yeah, it doesn't have
3: candles.
1: But ten torches? Yeah, you think the bracket would hold a torch? Okay,
2: well, I'm wondering if light spells might do it.
3: I'm going to try pushing the, uh, the arrow further round to the green, which is where I was going in the first place. Okay.
1: Is everybody happy that to be where they are gonna be standing. Go on when, then. Uh, yeah, yep. go on. Sessions does this. Yeah. So it grinds its way round. Click 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 click. And is now pointing the head of the arrow and now directly north towards the green flickering lantern. So what
3: happens down in this yellow alcove yeah. while that turns?
1: When the arrow is passed on from the yellow alcove The doors silently close and the cylinder gently drops back into the floor. But all of that is as of nothing because when the uh, arrow is aligned up the green tunnel, you hear a cacophonous kind of creaking of stone against stone and suddenly starts. It's coming from the green passageway. There's a sort of rending, creaking sound and the floor beneath your feet is rumbling slightly similar to the yellow passageway yes but it feels less smooth it feels more aggressive is the wrong word it feels more like rending more of a sense of strain and rending than than the sort of smooth mechanism that, that lifted the little weird little elevator at the end of the yellow passageway okay could there be another skeleton trapped in this one
4: directional feeling yeah
1: the directional feeling is that there's a, a general rumbling in the room but that the rending kind of grating cacophony is definitely centered around the end of the green passageway uh what do you want to do guys well
2: we're waiting for this sort of rumbling to finish and see what happens i guess
1: Lurple, if i was to take the uh lantern off you could i then go and hang it up yeah well i mean we're gonna need to light like them aren't we but yeah of course
0: yeah well, I'm gonna take the land club. Uh, yep. And then um I'm gonna make my way down the The Indigo Indigo Passageway. Yep.
1: Should we not wait and see what's happening with the Green Rumble before you start going off down that passage?
0: Well uh, it will happen by the time I get there.
3: I think that's a very good way of being a long way away from the Green
1: Passage. <laughs> I think that's the plan, D. Okay, so uh, you've got this cacophonous uh, rending uh, sound coming from the green passage, a rumbling beneath your feet. Uh, Parker is in the yellow passage. Burple, Sessions and Grimbold are by the rotating dais, and Cuthbert is heading down the Indigo passage with the lantern. And within a few seconds can Burple make a perception check, please? Assuming that Burple is keeping his eyes on what's going on at the end of the green passageway, which I'm presuming is. twenty you notice that the floor at the end of that passageway is starting to sort of fall in on itself it looks like the kind of integrity of the little stone circle the little stone carved depression at the end of the of the passageway is kind of cracking and falling away and within about 10 15 seconds of you pointing the arrow at the the green aperture the green passageway the whole of the end of that passageway collapses a sort of six seven foot wide hole appears at the end of the passageway okay and you hear the sound of something kind of collapsing make a make a knowledge check maybe a perception check give me give me a good number somebody 11 that's perception knowledge 11 Perception 21. Now, your, your sense, Sessions, is that maybe there was another elevator there, but that it's somehow something has gone horribly wrong with it, and it's collapsed down into the ground. And that, uh, now what do you want to do? Right,
2: so I'm moving up to the, it's just to the green area and I'm taking out a rope.
1: Yep, okay. And meanwhile, we've got Cuthbert, are you continuing with your quest down the Indigo Passageway? I'm going to continue with my quest down the Indigo Passageway and then I'm going to try and figure out a a way to hang up the lamp. Well, it's obvious. There's a loop at the top of the lamp and there's a hook at the end of the chain. Am I tall enough to do it? Yes. Uh, it's on tippy-toe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is what I shall do. mm mm-hmm. um, Now, let me tell you something, because you're the first person to venture right down to the lantern. You can see that at the end of the passageway, the ceiling is higher than the rest of it. Yeah. In fact, that ceiling extends up about 30 feet. Oh. And then you can see the fastening So the the passageway is only 10 foot high. Yeah. The lantern therefore hangs literally just almost level with the ceiling. The chain dangles to that point. Yeah. But you can see up. You've got dark vision? Yep. So you can see up far enough to realise that the ceiling is a shaft that runs up with a slightly curved top and then a fastening at the centre of it, which is where the chain is affixed. Let's pick up with other people. We know what Burple is doing and we know what Cuthbert is doing. Uh, Parker, you're still in the uh, yellow passageway. Uh, what are you going to do with the short time of life that's left to you?
4: Yeah, I'm going to move <laughs> round to where Dan is. Yeah. Because I assume that Dan is going to you know, take the other end of the Dan's rope.
1: Yeah, understood. Tie it around my waist.
4: And yes. then I'm going to walk up to the
1: edge of the... um where the hole. The, the hole. The, yeah. The hole has appeared underneath the Green Lantern. Got it. Okay. And then what about Sessions and Grimbold? Grimbold's gone very quiet. Is Johnny asleep again? No, I, I I dozed off for a minute,
4: I have to say. I'm <laughs> going to try and move the sarcophagus lid. Is that a good idea, everybody? Yeah, go no, cool. The lid? Is my cousin Sessions' Epa going to help with that? No, why not? Because at the moment, every time we rotate it, stuff happens. What do you
1: mean, Grimbold, when you say you're going to try and move the lid? It's
4: going kind to of have a lid, isn't it? It looks like there's a lid that's movable, yeah. Is Sessions' Eeper going to help? Um Complicated question. It is. I'm I'm not sure it's wise... You have to look on sarcophaguses, come on. I think we'll open it. Just maybe not right now while we're doing everything else.
3: Let's examine the, the, the lid while they examine everything else, mate. Give me an investigation
1: check.
4: 19, natural 20, minus 1. Natural 20,
1: okay. You think that there is some kind of mechanism associated with the lid. Something that gives you pause. You mean it uh, might be trapped? Something is going on there. You, you, it's something that doesn't look necessary. Some kind of trigger or spring or something that you you run your fingers along the little crack that runs along the side of the lid and you feel that there might be something that is, that is triggered if you move the lid. Lucky I held you back there. <laughs> uh, again. Can I get a perception check from everybody now, please? 18. Come on. 17. 18. You hear from down the collapsed hole the shaft at the end of the green passageway you can hear a kind of skittering sound a kind of chittering skittering sound we want to make a survival check intelligence uh, nature or something 22 natural 20. natural 20. okay this noise immediately resonates with you sessions it's the sound of thousands of insects and it's getting louder oh. we'll find out how much <sighs> trouble Oh, oh, lovely. Yes. Pickles. Great. Thanks. Next
4: time. Ah, <sighs> oh, damn it.
1: Thousands
3: of insects, guys. Run away.
2: The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Whispering Can and The Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Whispering Can was written by Eric Mona. Music is from Kevin MacLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Syroscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening!